weary and well doing. So, uh, you know, first that, and I was like, oh, weary and well doing. So, you know, when I was looking at this, it was saying that, that Christians or sons and daughters of God do get weary. And basically, we lose heart, we faint, we get weak, we throw in the towel, we say, forget it, I'm done. And as we look over the years and stuff, that we have a whole bunch that were here then that's not here now. Not to say that they got weary and well-doing, but at the same time that they walked away and haven't came back and stuff. And it wasn't a thing to not, you know, it was always a thing or understanding that I had that God didn't, I didn't ask you to come. So it was up to you and your Heavenly Father whether you stay or whether you go. So it's the thing and stuff that as I was looking through, I was um, constantly reminding and stuff. I was like, man, for me not to be weary and well-doing, that means I have a choice. And say, let us not be, you know, I have a choice whether or not I want to be weary. The same way I have a choice if I want to use drugs, I have a choice if I want to drink. But as uh, as us, the word gave us clear, definite, uh, uh, definite uh, understanding that we have a choice whether or not that we want to be weary while we're doing good. And what is good? You know, for years we've been taught on uh, soul salvation, on how to really walk out our maturity and how to walk as sons and daughters of God. But in the process of us doing that, it seems like um, we're in the five-mile race. Once we get to the four-mile uh, marker and stuff, we start to get tired. You know, first that when we think about the trial and how hard it wasn't ever a book, uh, instruction or a sign in my life. Uh, that I haven't heard of anybody else's where it say under construction or fairy trial ahead. All I know is before I knew it, that I was in the midst of this trial. I was in the midst of this frustration. I was in the midst of this pain that I could not understand what is going on. You know, I'm like, I'm crying, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Sheila asks, what is wrong with you, man? I'm trying to sleep. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't know what's wrong. My heart is heavy, I'm grieved, I'm trying to figure out what to do, what's my next step. You know, first that Mark asked a question last week while he was up um, teaching, asking, um, where do we go from here? And I turned around and asked the question, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, so who like, how in the world did I get here? I'm like, man, I understand that, you know, God had orchestrated that, uh, our lives to fall in different places, that he predestined us to be in certain places in our life. But the question still, that how did I get here in the midst of being weary? How did my, all this, you know, because a lot of times a dream deferred make the heart sick. So a lot of times we have expectations of what we want. God to do and we're expecting God to do. I was, I was expecting God to make me a multi-millionaire. Not through the mega million or the Powerball, but I was thinking that he was going to give me some godly wisdom financially and stuff that was going to cause for me to be a blessing to myself, my family, and to the body of Christ and to others. But I'm like, man, looking at my bank account, I seen the comedian, uh, Kevin Hart, he said, the way my checking account is set up, it's one of those things that I'm like, man, it's like, man, I could not, I'm like trying to figure this thing out. I'm like, wow. You know, first that, so how am I supposed to be a blessing to the kingdom? But yet, I'm like, man, I'm, man, my pockets are, pull out lint, or, but I just got all the lint out of my pocket trying to figure out, man, God, how can we get to the place of not getting weary? It's almost like it may be somebody that, uh, seen everybody around them getting blessed. You know, everybody else around them getting um, married, everybody else around them getting healed and getting delivered. But you're like, hey, God, hey, don't forget me. And there was one of the things that, God, have you forgotten me? 
You know, for that, and, and then it was, uh, go back to uh, Hezekiah and stuff. He said, "Whoa, Lord, Lord, see." Now that's one thing that he said. He just said the three-letter word, "See, Lord, I walk before you." You know, and that was the only thing that he had. That's the only thing that he could say. And he thought that he was at the end of his life expectancy, but he said, "See, Lord," and God gave him fifteen extra years. And that's the same way that many of us are in our sonship or daughtership feel that a lot of times it seems like God, like God, you've forgotten us. But a lot of times we still could go back and say, see, Lord, that we walk before you. It ain't like we walking in fornication, that even though other churches may be, it ain't like we walking in Babylon where we uh, worshiping man, even though you might have some of those that, that do, it's not like we walking you know, in, in lust and uh, everything else and stuff. We actually trying to live and walk out the word, but God, you've forgotten me. How do we get past that? I mean, at the same time, God, I'm tired. Man, I've been with my job for 28 years. I thought I was going to just work 25. And then they threw a little monkey rent saying that I had to be 55. I'm only 48. So I got to work extra years that I didn't plan on working or I didn't want to work. Because I thought, man, I worked 25 years the rest of my life. I'm going to give it to God and serving my family and serving his people and all that. So I already had this plan devised in my mind. So every day I go to work, I'm like, man, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Man, I wish I could quit. I wish I could quit. I wish God could make me that millionaire so I can quit and throw the keys on top of the roof. I'm out of here. You know, so I was thinking all those things. And at the same time, I'm like, man, how did I get in this place I'm like, man, I study the word. I believe your word. I try to walk out your word. I try to even say, my soul, why art thou so disquieted within me? I try to even quote scriptures at it, but yet I still felt this thing that I'm tired. I can't continue to go on with this thing anymore. I'm done. You know, far as that, you know, far as, you know, I'm out of here. You know, far as that. And a lot of times as Christians, we feel that way while we walk in this Christian walk. Even though, you know, first that, you know, somebody may have offended us. We may have offended somebody. It may have been something that caused for us to say we want to just throw in the top. I'm done. You know, first that, you know, and then recently we've been hit with a blow and it's a bit like, man, when I look around, a lot of folks said, I'm done. You know, they ain't said it so, in so many words, but at the same time in action, I'm like, man, where are my brothers and sisters at? I need you. I need your strength. I need your encouragement. I need your love. So in the, in, the, in the process of that and stuff, there's the thing that me and I have a choice whether or not that I want to be weary. And there's another scripture that uh, uh, that said the same thing. Uh, Thessalonians uh, was saying, uh, be not weary in well-doing. And uh, the Thessalonians, Second uh, Thessalonians 3.13, and it was talking about, uh, you can turn there. <coughs> yeah, excuse me, I'm rushing. I'm usually nervous, remember, I don't know why I'm nervous in front of the family, but it's one of them things and stuff that it's like everybody's looking, but they're actually listening. You know, in some household they hear you, but they don't hear you, and they keep going on. But you guys actually listening. I'm like, man, they're actually listening. I'm like, wow. And I don't even have to raise my voice to get them to do that. So I'm like, man, usually at home and stuff, you know, they're like, didn't I tell you? You have to raise your voice to get them to hear you, because they always use that excuse, I didn't hear you. So uh, it's kind of different. At the same time, Second Thessalonians three and uh, verse thirteen. Say, I need my glasses, boy. I tell you, I started verse eleven. But even when we were with you, this we commanded you that any would not work, neither should he eat, for 
for we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, walking, uh, working at it all, but are busybody. Now them that are such are commanded and exhorted by our Lord Jesus that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Hmm. And there, there it is again. So, I mean, when I seen this, I'm like, it must have been something to being weary. And it's talking about brethren. It did say, uh, to, uh, but ye brethren. It ain't talking about worldly folk. So, me and I was looking at it, I was thinking, man, this is a bias and a prejudice statement. If I, you know, because today we're dealing with a lot of racial tension and a lot of racial things and racism and prejudice and things like that. So, I don't know if, it's, if the word is racist, uh, prejudice, or if it's a discriminatory statement. If it's set out to be meant for just a specific group of people, and I say, well, this is not meant for everybody. And they talk about be not weary. This is only for the believers to get this word of exhortation, this word of strength. The first time when we read in Galatia, that's a word of exhortation. This time, it is, it, what does it say? It say, be not weary and well-doing. So it's telling us what to do. It went from a, a exhorting or encouraging us to telling us, hey, you guys didn't get it in the first book in Galatians a couple chapters ago, but now I'm telling you, do not be weary and well-doing. And the reason why we can't get weary and stuff, because usually when we're weary, we lose heart. We get weak, and in the process of us getting weak and stuff, what happens when we're weak? If we run that race and we're weak, we can't finish the race. We got to stop and take a breather. We got to stop and take a rest. And then in the midst of a warfare, uh, you know, because I, mean, I was wondering how when, um, military personnel are in long engagements of warfare, how do they not get weary? I was reading that they actually give them drugs so that they could be the superhuman so they could endure or be alert. And a lot of times, uh, even through as a, a Christian, how do we get past the point of not getting to the point where we're distracted, where we not can't cl think clearly, or we, we're not focused, or, you know, for us, that, that usually, as long as we've been walking out our salvation, it seems like we have it. And I know sometimes it, it would get, frust get frustrating. It seems like if I haven't told you a thousand times, it seems like I have either you getting stupid or I'm getting stupid. Which one is it? So it's a thing and stuff that now, as sons and daughters, we've been hearing this same word so long, a lot of people, it goes on deaf ears. Now, how do we go from deaf ears? And a lot of times you get tired of hearing the same thing. It seems like this word is constantly nagging me to perform something that I don't want to do or I thought I've done it and stuff and can we move on to the next phase. I need a new word. I need something that's refreshing. So now I'm weary, I'm weak, I'm tired. Now I want to go and move on to the next phase. And that's where a lot of us uh, are at sometimes in our, our Christian walk and stuff that we got to the point where we're ready to move on to the next phase, and which is fine. But the point of moving on is not to say that I'm quitting. That's where the weariness come in. When we get to the point where we're weary to the point where we give up, that means that we quit. So when we look back at Galatians, it said, for we reap. It's a reward at the end of our not being weary. It's a process that we got to go through. You know, and it was a thing that God was trying to produce gold in us versus wood, hay and stubble, he's still trying to produce gold. He's trying to burn impurities out. It was something that I've seen. Man, it's hard for me to follow notes because I don't ever look back at them once I leave them. I start off good, and next thing you know, I lose, uh, lose track of where I was looking at. But uh, it was saying that, uh, that enduring, that it's almost like when we run the race, it's uh, Ecclesiastic 9-11. Turn there real quick. 
you have it. <coughs> okay. Let's see, I say one other time. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's say I, uh, I'll go back to uh, verse 11. Let's say I return and start under the sun that the race is not. Uh, no. I said verse 10. Yeah, verse 10, I'll go back. Whatever thy hand find to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, no device, no knowledge, no wisdom, no grave within the. Uh, but whether thou got, uh, goest, man, I need my glasses bad. I return and saw under the sun that the, uh, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet a favor of men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. And I was thinking about uh, part of our endurance and stuff is being able to hold on to the end. No, we were talking about, yes, yet we think that, man, once we get to the four-mile marker, a lot of us uh, will get uh, weary not knowing to uh, uh, faint and give up just before we get to the end. And that's the part that once we get to the end, that's our reward. Is you No, know, it's the thing that in this walk that we have as son, we can't begin something and not finish. There's a reason why Jesus said count the cost. It's a cost to walk in this uh, walk as sons and daughters because we can't give up in the midst of the battle. We can't give up. Uh, uh, part of us giving up in the midst of the battle is either I'm dead or I just uh, say forget it, I'm done. And I choose to rather uh, walk in Christ and stuff and say, man, I'm just going to see this thing to the end. Because I was thinking about those fiery trials. Man, I wish it was something saying I'm walking down the street and I see something saying fiery trial. I know how to walk around a fiery trial if I know what's going to be there. But if I don't know what's coming and stuff, you know, a lot of times we don't, uh, life throws a lot of monkey wrenches at us that we don't see coming, that we don't understand what's going on. But at the same time and stuff, my uh, word of encouragement is not, not to get weary because there's something at the end for us to get to. I had so many notes and things that I had in mind that, okay, well, I need to share these things. I said, I'm going to print these out so you can go home and, you know, first that way you can actually study the word and, you know, first that get the word and stuff where we can actually walk it out. Well, I'm like, man, when we think about these fiery um, trials that are to come to throw us off, according to First Peter, I'm like, man, it's a, not to think it's strange. So you mean all that we're going through, all this heartache, all this pain, all this di uh, discouragement, that you say, think it not strange concerning these things. And then it's, uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians 4, it's talking about for our light affliction are but for a moment, but, uh, but work it. Uh, for us a far more an exceeding external way to glory and I was thinking about with that and stuff I'm like man so all the stuff that we're going through is only temporary that while we're going through this hurt I don't know anybody that went through a hurt that's forever I could imagine going through pain for a long time they have chronic pain, chronic hurt, you know, you know, everything and stuff. So what the pharmaceutical market did, they decided, okay, well, you know, I think we could use some of these drugs to try to get people to uh, not feel this pain so they could endure it a little longer. But we have something called the Word of God that does the same thing. That if we constantly engulf ourselves in the Word and go back over God's promises and stuff, saying that these uh, light affliction are but for a moment. This thing don't last always. You know, this thing does not last always. And it's, it's saying that, you know, for us to get the gold that God desired to produce in our lives, this thing is just, it's nothing compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. He's working something in us. 
and means I guess the part that I like the most and stuff that's part of the reaping the harvest that God's want in our lives and stuff at the end of our lives and stuff that we run patient that we fought this good fight okay now what happens after we fought the fight we shall receive the crown of life and that's what I desire. That's what I want. I want the crown of life. I don't, you know, far as that, me, I, I had, never had, I don't have a crown of here anymore. I don't have a crown, uh, earthly crown, but I'm like, so I'm, I'm done with this life. I want a crown of life that God had for me. And the same thing as sons and daughters and stuff. That's our desire is to please God and you know, walk and walk in circumspect or watchful, paying attention while we're here on earth. That we don't get weary. And I mean, I was thinking in Daniel's, uh, turn to Daniel's, uh, 725. It's something that, uh, when I thought about the weariness that we experience, and I was trying to figure out where did this thing come from? You know, and to me, I was like, I couldn't understand it for the life that was saying me, where did weariness come from? And I'll say, oh, it's the spirit behind the weariness. There's a spirit that was behind weariness that caused it, and it was something that he was saying that, uh, you know, part of that, you know, uh, speaking great words, and then the next part and stuff, and then I would, uh, persecute the saints. I would, you know, part of that, I would wear them down. I would, you know, part of that, I would attack. You know, it's like, so the enemy, or Satan, that was his main purpose, is to wear us down to the point in the stuff that we can't fight anymore. That we give up in this walk, that we give up our, you know, for everything that God has placed in us, that is the thing that uh, He wants, uh, Satan desires, is for the Christian or the saints and stuff, for Him to wear us down. So that's where weariness comes from. His purpose, His whole purpose was to wear us down. You know, so as we go through the weekend and the rest of this weekend to next week, you know, for that we could realize and stuff that as we're being under attack, that these light afflictions aren't nothing but Satan trying to, uh, what they say, trying to get in our head, trying to get in our heart, and make us say, forget it, we're done. And that's what, uh, that's what his whole purpose was and stuff, you know, far as that, because he's been at war with God from the ages and stuff. He wanted to be just like the Most High God. But the thing about it, if he couldn't, he wanted the dragon of the tail. He wanted, uh, you know, far as that, with the dragon of the tail, what that was, that when he got kicked out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him and stuff. And that's, you know, for that, that's with anything. If you leave a business, a company, you will find you see a third of the people will leave also and stuff. And that was, uh, was described as the dragon of the tail. And, um, and once we find out that Satan's sole purpose is to get us to walk away from God, I'm like Job. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Though I'm going through this stuff, yet I'm still going to trust him. And then when it get too hard, I, I gotta make a phone call. Hey man, what you doing, Mark? I need, I need you, man. I'm, I'm struggling. You know, I don't know what's going on and stuff. And a lot of times I sit back and I go pull out my keyboard. I'm not a uh, pianist as I want, wish I could be one day. But at the same time, I just cry out to God and stuff. I don't care if it's on key, out of key, off key, or whatever the key, or whatever the thing is. I'm crying to God, saying, God, I need your help. I can't do this on my own. I, no further if I do it on my own, I'm gonna mess up it so bad and it's, it's, it'll be beyond my repair. So instead of me trying to fix it and trying to do it, I'm like, God, I choose that you would do it. You know, far as that, no, no use slaving, yet I'm gonna trust God. So in the process of us going through these fiery trials, in the process of us being weary, let's still trust God that he will continue to perfect or bring us to a place of completion or maturity, because God's still working on us as sons and daughters. That's the, uh, our purpose here at Church of Flint is. We're trying to manufacture, not only manufacture, but continue sons and daughters of God. 
that we could go in a wicked and perverse world, that we could uh, teach the world or tell the world uh, what it's like not to fall into the ways of the world. It sounds crazy that you could tell the world how not to fall into the ways of the world. But yet the church has become worldly in a sense. And I had um, a Facebook thread of uh, a bunch of gospel uh, Christian musicians this week, and I sent it to Mark and stuff, so because I was going to chime in on it, and I said, nah, I don't do a whole bunch of chiming in on Facebook except happy birthday or whatever. But it's the thing and stuff there is asking, should Christian musicians be drug tested? And that was something, I didn't know if it was a trick. I say, think about what you said, Christian musician being drug tested. And it was kind of, I mean, I'm like, man, it seems like it don't, it, it's so contradictory. And I read it, I'm like, man, Christian musicians or Christian and drugs don't go together to me and stuff, you know, unless it's a, a health issue or something like that. So I'm like, okay, should Christian musicians, they say, well, in the world and stuff, all the worldly people, if you work and you're on salary, you should be drug tested. I'm like, but I guess they're complaining about one of the, uh, some of the musicians coming in smelling like, smelling like marijuana and like, wow in church, but I remember years ago, right here in Flint, uh, some guys, they had the nice plan, their band was good, but they said that's how they get into the spirit. Mm. Just go. Trust me, y'all don't have to worry about me getting in the spirit like that and stuff, you know, no, I'm good. You know, plus, these days with this cold weather, it's hard for me to breathe with just regular air, nevertheless. You know, I got to get me something that <coughs> keep me going. <laughs> But at the same time and stuff, you know, you know, my word you know, is to continue to uh, just walk. You know, there's so many, you know, just looking at all these notes, and I kind of frustrate me because, man, I see them, but I can't see them, really. So I'm like, wow. So uh, I'm going to continue off from uh, here at a later time, but uh, I feel that God wanted me to share that with you, not being weary, not giving up, because at the end, God has something for us, you know, as far as that and stuff. You know, if you're feeling that we can't go on, that's what we have each other for. I'm like, Tish, I need you. Like, man, you better go somewhere. You better call somebody else. <laughs> you know, but at the same time and stuff, that's what we're for and stuff. We depend on the body for encouragement, for strength, you know, as far as that and stuff. That we feel that there's not another word or we need a word. Sometimes I, I might have the answer, but I just need you to say it again. A lot of times, I already know the answer, but I'm just running across you just to see if I'm off track a little bit. Or if my, you know, first, I was just thinking this. Well, what do you think about it and stuff? You know, even though I, I really don't want you, you know, I already have an answer, but I want to just confirm that I'm not that far off. But if I am, I need to go back in prayer and stuff like God, you know, I'm missing it. You know, show me, show me the area of my way that I could continue to walk this fight, the good fight of faith. You know, as far as that and stuff, you know, because we could run this race. We can walk this race, but at the same time, do not ever feel that we have to give up on this uh, walk as sons and daughters of God. And, and please don't stop being my brothers and sisters. That's what it was all about. That was it was all about. No, because me, I I never seen such a great orchestration of sons and family. Because me, I don't have much family besides Sheila and my kids and stuff. My sisters, they, everybody else is scattered. So I'm like, man. I'm closer with this body right here than I am with my biological family. So it's a thing and stuff that me, I'm like, I need you guys to help us through this time. You know, as far as that, you know, and at the same time and stuff, let's not get weary. And that's, that's what I had today and stuff, even though, you know, six to ten pages says otherwise and stuff. I'm like, man, it seems like it never works out that way. <laughs>
you can sit back and have all I can have all these things and like okay I, I actually I wrote word for word I was gonna sit back and basically read like a book club thing to you guys and stuff you know like a novel I'm like man couldn't see it I'm like why does it always happen like that but I guess this God has uh, a way of getting what He wants said at, at the time and uh, be encouraged that we here you know as far as that and stuff and that I ain't going nowhere I'm here that, so. Father, we thank you for the word that was shared. We thank you for this time of fellowship, Father. We ask right now that you continue to go with us, Father, that we do not be weary in our well-doing, that in due season that we shall, we run if we faint not, Father God. We ask that you would give us the strength, you said, that uh, that you would give us strength, Father God, to continue in this battle, Father God, that you would renew our strength, Father God. That if we got discouraged or lost uh, heart or fainted, Father God, we ask that you would forgive us and that you would give us uh, strength as an eagle, that we could mount up wings as an eagle and fly, Father. We ask right now that you would continue to give us that grace that we need too, Father God. We ask that you would be cause for us to be patient as we're going through the, uh, our sonship and daughtership, as we're going through this time of being weary, Father God. We thank you right now for manifesting your word. We thank you for these brothers and sisters, Father God. We ask that you would continue to be with us and in us in Jesus' name. Pray, amen. Anybody have any questions or thoughts or comments? Thank you. Thank you. And it's definitely good to see you guys again. Because I didn't realize how, how important it was for me to actually, you know, because a lot of times you don't know when is the next time you see each other and stuff. But in the meantime, I want to cherish every moment of it and stuff. I'm 